Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne Bearson, and in honor of 100 episodes of Above and Below, we have Salt Life President Jeff Stilwell on with us. Jeff, how's it going? Hey, Cheyenne, it's going fantastic. Good to see you again. It's been a while. I know. We're so happy to have you on. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Hey, listen, I thought you guys must have ran out of people to talk to if you were inviting me. Oh, no, we saved the best for last. I hear you. (laughs) So I have a few questions for you. How and when did you get involved with Salt Life? Ooh, okay. I got involved in 2010 when we took the brand over from the original owners. Those guys started it, did a great job, but their background was not apparel. And they quickly realized that they were probably in over their heads and were going to run into trouble. So uh, I had met them through some contacts I had at the PGA Tour. And thus, uh, they called and we were interested. And here we are. So uh, it it took uh, it was still not well known outside of probably 100 miles of Jacksonville when we got involved. and. Um, I had noticed it being down and uh, working with some stuff at the PGA Tour and a prior business that I had owned and thought it would really be a lifestyle brand. It was really hardcore fishing. I thought, wow, this could be, you know, this is fish, surf, dive. You know, I'm an avid diver, uh, love to fish, but probably dive more than fish. And to me, when I saw the sticker, I'm like, hey, this is diving for me, but someone else is chilling out on the beach. Someone else is surfing. It could probably be a lifestyle brand. And um, we got involved and I hired a lot of good people and tried to stay out of the way. (laughs) We're so glad you got involved because it is a lifestyle brand. And if you're near the water, everybody knows whether you're at the beach or riding the waves or catching fish, there's nothing like living the salt life. No, absolutely. I'm glad people feel that way because that's certainly how I feel. And uh, it's important to me and I love it. And I'm glad other people love it. So you mentioned you like to fish and dive. Have you been on any recent trips lately? Actually, I just got back uh, this week down in Cedar Key, fishing with our captains, uh, Jimbo Keith. We caught a bunch of uh, pretty large redfish and some snook, some flounder. Had a couple days fishing uh, with them and then was in Roatan uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, Caught some good fish there and uh, hopefully uh, headed back out again soon. Oh, that's awesome. I uh, I remember going to Roatan and the, just seeing the beauty of it was mind-blowing. The reef and all the fish. It's a special place to me. I I, I love it. I've, I've, I've owned a home there since, I don't know, 2004 or five, And I uh, don't get there enough. I uh, hope to get there more often, but work keeps getting in the way. <laughs> Dang work. I know, right? <laughs> yes. People think this. I get to do this. All I do is fish surf and travel around the world. And and it's actually rare that I get to do that. The the larger and busier we get, the less time I have to do these things that I love so much. Um, But hey, that's just part of it, I guess. Yeah. How was the redfish bite? It was slow, but we got some really nice ones. So it was uh, slower than normal, but we caught quite a bit of them. So you really can't complain anytime they're they're pulling. And anytime you're getting some of those close to 40 inches, uh, it's a lot of fun. It sounds like it. I've been wanting to go do a trip. Hopefully this year it, I get to go do it and get some big reds. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think fall's probably fall, early spring's probably better. But over in Cedar Key, it's pretty good all year round. 
Uh, they're just sort of built for it over there, but boy, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounds like it. Salt Life has been a brand for 20 years this year, correct? Yes, you're right. It's been it's been 20 years, and uh, you know it's it's kind of weird that I've been involved for 13 of those 20. And uh, it seems like just yesterday that I got involved. It's hard to believe this much time has gone by, but believe it or not, I didn't have gray hair back when we started. And now look at it; it's, it's almost white. It's probably from all the stress of, of traveling around too much, but it is what it is. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, well, congratulations. That's awesome. I don't know. I have been wearing Salt Life pretty much since the very beginning. I'll never forget walking into Bell's and seeing my first Salt Life shirt and begging my mom for one. So to be a part of this and to be interviewing you on the 100th episode during the 20th anniversary is pretty special. Hey, listen, I'm just so glad you, when you were little, you picked it up and loved it and that you're still a fan of it. And we're just so proud to have you on the team. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I, I love that it's a family brand. It's a lifestyle brand. You guys always keep it classy and you keep it real as far as getting down to what it is, being on the water, being around the water and, and just living the life you love. No, and that, that's key. And a lot of brands, I think, don't do do that. And I think people are finding amazed that that we do this. And to me, it is like a family. And you've been on photo shoots with us. I'm, I may be running second camera. I may be shooting camera up on the water. I may be you know, tying a lure on, we're fishing, but we're truly just go film ourselves doing what we love to do. And it becomes content for YouTube or catalog images. And it's just, it's, it's how we like to spend our time. Authentic and original. I love it. So as far as the brand evolving, how would you say that it's evolved over the years? Oh boy, that is a, that's a great question. It's evolved quite a bit as, as, as even you've seen, right? So when I first got involved, it was really related to core around fishing. It was pretty hardcore fishing. Like literally a lot of the graphics had, they may have been a little strong. Maybe they had some blood on, in them for a spear hit a fish. And it, it was, it was pretty hardcore. And, um, but it was so geared towards fishing. And I'm like, well, for us to really get and become the lifestyle brand, I think it can be, we need to probably, you know, tone this down some and start getting into more performance wear, more sun protection, more lifestyle oriented things. And, and it took a while for it to, to catch on in, in that vein, but it, boy, it really has. And even, uh, you know, across the years, we still sell a tremendous amount of fishing. That's our probably it's still our biggest thing, but we sell as much now to surfing and diving and people just wanting to wear it on a daily basis. So, you know, back when we, when I got involved, it was basically t-shirts and, and, stickers and a few hats right and so now you know it's wovens like i'm wearing and long sleeve short sleeve performance and it's just every category you can imagine so it's uh it's been quite a ride i love what you guys have done over the years just being a part of watching the different lines come out and different apparel love the performance gear and it's really cool that you guys have the option to do dressy you know you you just got off the boat. You can still toss on your favorite pair of Salt Life shorts and a button-up, a Salt Life button-up, and stay right on in with the brand, but dress it up a little bit for dinner time. It's Absolutely. We refer to a lot of our stuff as boat-to-bar boat wear, right? You can go right off the boat, go straight to the bar. Now, you know, I tend to sweat a lot on a boat and get really hot. So while I could go into the restaurant or the bar right after the boat, people really prefer me to go clean up a little bit. <laughs> 
Well, you always clean up nicely. So, <laughs> well, thank you. You're being polite at this point, but I appreciate. It. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> what would you say are some key milestones that you guys have had that's really helped shape the brand? Anything big that stands out to you? That's a hard question for me to answer, and I'm saying that because I'm not a person who likes to look in the rearview mirror. I just don't. I like to look forward. Uh, but you know, for just for a few of them is when our performance gear started to really resonate with people. Um, the, the first two or three seasons I started trying to introduce this, people asked me what I was doing. Why are you wasting time doing this? I'm like, guys, we're just a t-shirt brand. If we stay this, we'll never be more than a t-shirt brand. We've got to get into more stuff. We keep building it and marketing it right. And then people will, will, will want it. And, and that did happen. So that is something I'm always aware of. But really I, I'm outside of that, I know there have been numerous milestones but I just am not one to go back and reflect on on the past or, or, or what we did or what we accomplished. It doesn't really mean, look, it's important, but to me, what matters is what we're gonna do next. That's what always matters to me. I think that's a really good mindset and attitude to have. And that being said, I know the future is gonna be big and I look forward to seeing what comes next. Yeah, so a lot of stuff is coming next. We keep really improving our performance gear um, gosh, you know, a couple of years ago, we introduced a, a fabric called Tropex because that came about for me as being too hot on a boat. You know, we have, I need to wear a performance gear. I need the sun protection. I need to wear long sleeves. I get really hot. And we found a fabric, took us two years to develop it, but it was 35% lighter weight. And it still had all the same performance features. So now that's kind of my go-to shirt anywhere I wear, even if just, you know, I kind of gravitated away from just T-shirts or anything else. I wear that Tropex stuff all the time. So we keep evolving. Um, I'm actually wearing a shirt that'll be out uh, next year. It has a bunch of laser cut holes and it's kind of got trim profile. Uh, a lot of things that we're working on, you know, we just introduced a new fishing boot. We introduced a, um, that is really starting to be a big hit. We spent a lot of time on that. We just flip-flops that came out. I was frustrated uh, slipping on a boat, so we kind of invented one that would not slip. Um, kind of reintroducing some old, old technology uh, that was built a long time ago and repurposed it. Um, that's worked out well. Always new stuff coming. It's kind of weird. We're about to start designing here we are in late July of 23, and I'm about to start designing spring 25. Oh my gosh, you are ahead of the game. That is awesome. And just touching on the footwear that you guys have come out with, I am loving the flip-flops. They are so nice for the boat. They clean up really nice. They don't slip. And I just saw that the boots came out, and I cannot wait to get my hands on those. No, the, the boots are the same way. So, you know, I think we have to have a purpose for everything that we do. My purpose with the flip-flops was like, again, I got tired of slipping. And so I wanted one you could wear all day, looked good, but you absolutely would not slip. And you know as well as I do, you get a mahi on a boat. I don't know how that much blood can come out of one animal, but it gets everywhere and it gets so slick. But these things just will not slip. Um, and that's actually the, the cruelest, cool story is there was, it's called a psyched soul. It's been around since early 1900s. And it was developed by a guy who worked in, believe it or not, I think it was a slaughterhouse. And everyone kept having accidents and they couldn't figure out and try how to stop it. One day he's out fishing uh, on a cold, wet day with his dog and noticed his dog would never slip on the wet surface of the boat. And he looked at his paws and saw these little ridges. And he went home and took some boots and put ridges in it, and they wouldn't slip. I think this guy's name was John Sipe, so it became a Sipe sole. Actually repurposed after that when Sperry introduced the yacht shoe way back when. 
And, you know, I kept saying, I don't, can we just put this on a flip-flop? They go, well, we have all this new technology. I said, but this works. It's worked for years. So we actually put that on the uh, on the fishing boot as well. And, you know, you've been wearing those boots your whole life. Most of them feel like a pair of Converse All-Stars, right? You put them on and there's no real cushioning. So we kind of beefed up, spent some time to make them more comfortable. And same thing where they won't slip. So. I know the avid boaters and fishermen will really appreciate that because those boots do get uncomfortable. And I actually had my first slip and fall on the boat the other day uh, wearing an old pair of boots, not the Salt Lake boots, that have lost some of their tread. I was fight trying to pitch a bait off of uh, the side of the gunnel, being impatient, and uh, just fell right over with my rod in hand and all. So hopefully I'll get these Salt Lake boots and uh, no more incidents in the water. <laughs> And no, absolutely. That's what we designed them for. So yeah, please put them to good use. So it's, yeah, I, I know they will. You're in, you're out there all the time. So it's no question about it. You, I'm envious, right? You get to do it all the time. I get to do it every once in a while. I know. I need to get out there more. We've had some uh, boat motor issues this summer, so we've been working on that. But hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel coming and uh, we'll get that all taken care of. Well, you do know it is a boat, right? So there's something always wrong with it. Oh, yeah. It's just a, a bottomless money pit, basically. <laughs> yep. Bring out another thousand. There you go. So retail expansion, what's the plan for 2024? Where Where is Salt Life going? Gosh, we, keep, we just opened up our 24th location and 25th locations. And we're, those were in uh, New York. And we have some going in Williamsburg and then uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Then there will be some more coming out in Florida in 24, some more up the Northeast, probably some in North Carolina. So our goal was to do about anywhere from six to 10 a year, depending on the right real estate market. And um, they've been going extremely well. We're so proud of them. It was amazing. We opened up in Riverhead, New York, I think the first week in July. And we were only open there for like three or four days. and It ended up being the best opening weekend we've ever had at any location. And we were kind of, you know, how are we going to do in, in New York State? But uh, it was amazing. It was, it's been just tremendous uh, reception. So we will probably continue up the Northeast as well. That is so incredible. I've been seeing Salt Life everywhere more and more, and it makes me so happy to go into a mall and see the store. I always go in, take video footage because I'm just so proud to see what the brand is doing. Uh, thanks for doing it. I mean, those stores are exciting. You know, we try to give the experience. So somebody go in any of our stores, get the same experience, the same look and feel, and it's the same messaging. So we're proud of them, and we, you know, we want to keep opening them as fast as we can. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing more. I'll have to go uh, go to St. Augustine and visit that store when it's open. Yeah, yeah, that that one's going to be some. And also, I think close to you, we'll have Pompano Beach opening uh, right at the pier. Uh, that should open sometime in August. And, uh, you know, you know, we signed that 10 year deal with Sport Fishing Championship. We're actually going to put their broadcast studio inside that store. So next year when they're broadcasting live, uh, which I think today they're up in the mid-Atlantic somewhere. Uh, but that uh, broadcast will be run out of the Salt Life store in Pompano Beach. That is sick. How awesome is that? No, we think it's great. It'll be the Salt Life Studios. Uh, we just signed a 10-year deal with uh, sport fishing and we signed a 10-year lease they were looking for a permanent studio home and we said hey we why don't we put it in one of our stores and they agreed and uh we're building it as we speak and that's a perfect location for them to be and it gives you know both brands can work off of each other 
Absolutely. We, we love being associated with them, love what they're doing. Boy, their TV exposure and growth over the past two years has been amazing. I love watching, uh, you know, they use that Starlink from Elon Musk, and it's kind of cool to see them be 100 miles offshore and be able to go live to the boat when someone's hooked up with a Marlin. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Crazy where technology has taken us over the last 10 or so years, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was, it, I was having to explain to somebody like way back when I started my career that, you know, there were, there was, you know, I had my first cell phone with something that weighed like 10 pounds and to carry around in a giant bag, and, you know, so it's amazing. Was it uh like the Nokia beep beep? The, uh, yes, no, it was, Nextel. it was a big, yes, yes, exactly what it was. It was big bag phones. You had to have the big giant antenna mounted on your car and it's, uh, it, it was nuts. There was no internet. It was crazy. Now we're live streaming people offshore catching fish. I know. It's unbelievable. It's, it's scary how fast. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. You mentioned your shirt that you're wearing. It looks very nice. Um, what's some stuff that our viewers and listeners should be looking out for? New new stuff, that new design styles, anything that pops out? Oh, it's a tremendous amount. So our woven business, so I mean, I mean shirts like this, you know, short sleeve and long sleeve, that business has tripled in, in the past few years. And again, I think it's just giving our customer more stuff to wear, right? So you can wear this to work, you can wear it wherever, um, you can wear it fishing. So it's always practical to be on the boat, but it's also, um, you know, super nice just to wear out. So this one is is a prototype that I'm wearing. I'm gonna stand up a little bit. So it's, it's super neat. So what you will see is we spent some time, I don't know if you can see it, but these are all laser cut holes for ventilation that run all through here. Oh, wow. So instead of having the video back, this is super light fabric and there's a little pocket hidden back here. To stick something in if you need to, but you know, all these holes are great for ventilation. So it's super light and those holes sit there. So you really get the ventilation where you need it most kind of going across the body instead of just in the back where most of them have vents. So we spent a little bit of time working on those perforated holes. And so I think we're also working. I know you have some of our bibs uh, that we made. I'm making a matching heavy jacket to go along with the bibs. Yes. That's 100%, you know, waterproof, you know, we have, you know, waterproof rain gear, but you know, any of that seam seal fabric is great for a long time. If you're out there all day at some point in time, I don't care who makes it, it will get wet. But that rubberized stuff that's made just like our bibs, that is uh, 100% waterproof. And that is in development now. A lot more performance stuff coming out. And I have been working on what I call the ultimate dive watch. And so that's in development now, probably within the next year, that will be, be out. You have no idea how excited you just got me for both of those, both the rubberized jacket and the dive watch, because firstly, like you said, being on the boat all day, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're going to end up getting soaked if you're in a rainstorm or rough seas. And for me, I get cold very easily. And I, I kind of turn into a big baby after a few hours of being soaking wet out there. So that is going to really prolong my day of fishing and being on the water. And just having a dive watch like that, I, I am so excited because my actual, the dive watch I've been using kind of kicked the bucket about a year ago. And I just haven't had the, the gumption to go through the process of picking a new one. So that will eliminate that process for me. I'll know exactly where to go. Yeah, no, I absolutely have been working on this. You know, like I dive a lot. Of course I have this big giant dive computer, but also always wear a dive watch as a backup. Like I always have, you know, a backup for everything. And, uh, but I've always been frustrated. People make all these, you know, super cool luminescent dials. But if you get down to about a hundred feet, 
honestly, that you can't see it. So say there's some new technology out there that will actually, it'll last like 25 years and you can see it. You can cut off all the lights and you'll see it plain as day. And so we've been working on that. It's a little gas system that goes in there. So looking forward to coming out uh, with that. So it's uh, been developing that for a while. Excellent. I'll have to keep my eye out for those. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll let you know when, when it gets here. So uh, probably have you test a couple of them for us. But it, yeah, it's in the, in the works as we speak. Awesome. I'll put it to good use. So what, what are you most excited for? I'm most excited for something we haven't thought of yet. Right. So, you know, I, I know the stuff we're in developing and it's, it's all great. Uh, you know, there's some super cool things coming out next year. Uh, it's probably working on it more with Sport Fishing Championship. Where we're going to be working on kind of some jerseys for the actual uh, people fishing on the boats. And so we will actually have the ability. We're doing it now um, where if you want to have, you know, your fishing team or your your boat on one of our performance shirts, uh, we're actually working through a process where we can have those built and shipped in about three weeks. So uh, that is coming out. That has been a lot of effort to get that pulled off where it's our quality, our graphics, and then add your boat name to it uh, or your boat image on the back. You know, everybody loves to have that. But for us to do it under under our, our type of quality and quality assurance has been a big deal. And then there's always the thing that I'm looking forward to that we haven't come up with, right? That's what I always look forward to. You know, anytime I'm on a boat, I spend most of my time observing. Where does someone's hand go when, you know, to say, I, gosh, we have some uh, shorts that have a little elastic towel loop on the, on the back. Uh, and that's because I kept noticing any, anytime you're in a boat, someone uh, either baits or they take a touch of fish. The first thing they do would always reach for a rag and couldn't find one. So we just kind of put something right there. So I'm always watching and seeing how people use product and what we can do to improve on it. So we're always thinking about how can we make something better for the end user. So I'm always excited about what's to come. It's always, it's always something. That's genius. And I love how you use real life observation to actually know what the user needs because so many brands, you know, the people behind it aren't involved with, the actual act of what's going on, but you, you're watching firsthand, you're living it firsthand, you know, hey, this is what we need. This would be really helpful here. And that's just genius in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's just uh, observing if, if any, I've gotten anywhere in life is from observing. It's not because I'm smart. I just sit there and observe, hey, this is like something somebody could use or I listen, hey, you, somebody say something, I really wish this product would do this. I'm like, all right, let's see if we can incorporate that. And it just has it's worked out for me. That's so great. It seems like, you know, I know everybody else is about to know Salt Life is becoming the one-stop shop for fish, surf, salt lifestyle. And as far as that goes, is there anything, any big updates from Salt Life that you can give us little teasers that we should be aware of? Ooh, that's a good question. And I think there probably are some things, but I don't think I can legally speak about a few things at the moment. But there, no, they're always we're always up to something and thinking big picture. We do want to be the go-to for everyone in this lifestyle. So I mean, you know, we're working on things. We've been introducing captains programs. We ultimately want a directory on our website. So if you have, you know, if you've got you, I don't know about you, right? So if I have thirty minutes a day to myself, it's just a treasure, right? So one of my many hobbies, of which I'm not good at any of them. But one of my many hobbies is playing guitar. Actually, I collect guitars, 
and I play them hardly. But when I want to hardly play one and I go on YouTube and try to find a song, you know, I go through five or 10 things. I can't get the right version. And then I get frustrated and I just quit. So we want to, if you have your 30 minutes a day and you're thinking about going, maybe you live in, I don't know, Kansas City and you're going to plan a fishing trip in the Keys. But you know nothing about the Keys as far as right people to go. So we ultimately are trying to create long-term vision is to have a, a place there where you can go. It's like, okay, here are the captains Salt Life suggest. Here's where to stay. Here are the restaurants we suggest. There will be no advertising. We're not going, there will be no paid placements. It's truly things that we go, we try, we approve. So you feel it's almost like a, you know, just a seal of approval that these are Salt Life verified places, verified captains, verified hotels, verified restaurants. Here's where if you want to you know, have someone cook your catch, go here. Those are things, whether it's fishing, if same thing if you want to go surfing somewhere. Uh, if you want to go diving, we'll have we'll know the best dive shops and the best places to go uh, and, and try to hook you up. We're not trying to advertise or get anything out of it than being a conduit for, you know, people who live our lifestyle to live it the best way they can. I absolutely love that because like you were just saying, I feel like the biggest thing that keeps people from taking these trips is the overwhelm that comes with booking them and not knowing, am I going with the right person? Am I going to be in the wrong place targeting, you know, trying to target a certain species and being with the wrong person can totally ruin your day, ruin your whole trip, basically. And that I feel like that keeps people from stepping out because it's a comfort zone thing where they don't know. And with this directory, they're going to know this is trustworthy because Salt Life is standing by them and they know firsthand where to go, who to go with and what to do to get the best experience possible. And that is just so cool. Yeah, we're working on it. It gets complicated because I want it to be almost like, and I'm sure you've used you know, Uber because I, hopefully I want it to be where the, the guest can rate the captain and the captain can rate the guest, right? Because, you know, you, you've heard both sides of that equation where show, show one shows up and, you know, the captain is not what they thought or the boat wasn't what was advertised. And then from the captain's side, you know, they have had people show up completely intoxicated and trashed the boat and passed out all day. You know, so there, there's both sides to that, right? So you want to have a level playing field so everybody understands what they're getting into. But I just think it's, you know, and also, you know, there are a lot of places that use, that, you know, charter captains may use to book a trip. They take some huge cut of the sale. I don't want any of that. I want a place where anybody can go. We can help people get connected and it's just hey look it's just part of what we do i love the genuine accountability behind that because like you said there is circumstances where either the the guest has negative feedback or the captain has negative feedback and if you don't know what you're getting yourself into it could be a rough day for either parties a absolutely absolutely so i've been on i've been i've talked to enough people to understand both sides there's got to be some way to level that up that's so good. So in honor of the 100th episode, can you give us one of your favorite fish dive or surf stories or all three, whatever you have time for? Well, the surfing is easy because I don't have one. Like, I grew up in Alabama and I don't know if you know this, but there's really not a lot of surfing in Alabama. I had it's no really idea. Tough. It's really tough to do. If you live on a farm in the middle of Alabama, it's, surfing is a little tough, but the fishing and diving, I sort of been able to, to have sort of down. Um, gosh, some of the, my best diving trips, um, there have been so many, but I think probably this, this, fishing is easy, right? I have an easy fishing one. I've been blessed to travel around the world. I fished a tremendous amount of locations, but I grew up fishing 
off the uh, coast of the panhandle of Florida, uh, fishing for redfish and, and speckled trout and with my father and my grandfather. And um, now my father is about to turn 80 and is not able to go and do exactly as he used to or wants to. And so about a year ago, I had the opportunity to take him and his brother down to Cedar Key, where I just was. And uh, we, I kind of surprised them with a trip. We went down there and uh, fished for speckled trout and redfish, as they taught me to fish when I was, when I was young. And uh, it was kind of feeling that you realize if I don't do this, I may not get a chance to do it. And it was just a, a, a tremendous feeling. I almost get teared up thinking about it because um, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to do that again. Um, so to me, you know, it's not about the fish we caught. I could care less. It's about being with friends and family. This one was family. The captains are friends of mine now. Uh, you know, to me, it's all about the experiences you have on the water more so than the fish I catch. Uh, gosh, you've been on the boat with me enough and we're fishing. I, I'll make sure everybody else has caught a fish before I will catch one. Uh, I just, it's about the experience to me. So any experience you have that with friends and family to me is just amazing. But that's my best fishing one. Uh, diving one. I, I probably have too many uh, to recall, but there was a special one that we did for an underwater art exhibit. And we went back down there, and for some reason, we pulled all the art up after it was done. We had an extra day and came up with this stupid idea. You still are a YouTube channel somewhere, but, and I, you know, Peter Miller. So I convinced him to go out there, and we had this stupid plan where we were going to try to combine fishing and diving. And so we went on the U.S. Vandenberg off of Key West in about 100 feet of water. And we took, we stuffed our pockets with chum. We took a chum bucket. We took two rods and reels. And we went down and tied ourselves to the flybridge of that boat. And we dropped and fished off the side of the boat while underwater. And uh, that was, I will never forget that. That was pretty unique because you had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, now, we had safety divers kind of off camera, right, in case one of us, because you really can't control the fish, right? The rod's there, but I can't control where the fish goes. And we ended up catching a bunch of fish, and we had a great time. And I'm thinking, I look at it now, I think, what kind of idiot am I? Standing up on there with a chum bucket between my legs, throwing, you know, chum out into the water while I'm tied to a boat, 87 feet underwater, just dumb, but it was a lot of fun. You know, I have to say some of the dumbest things we do turn out to be the funnest. And that story just brings me so much joy picturing you and Peter Miller down there doing, you know, fishing off the side underwater. I personally have dove the Vandenberg many times and I can just picture it all going down right now. It sounds like a blast. No, it was a blast and we caught a lot of fish and it was it was a lot of fun. So uh I don't think I'll ever talk him into doing it again, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, well, if you ever want to do it again, give me a call because it sounds like a really good time. All right. We make it make that happen. So I do want to just touch on something that you mentioned when you were talking about your fishing story, just to reel it back in, pun intended. Uh, you talked about the relationships, and I feel like so much of living the salt life and being on the water, it isn't about what you catch. It isn't about the trophies that you get fishing and winning tournaments. It's those memories that you make with the people that you love and the people that you want to be with. And there's nothing like bonding doing those waterbound activities. It just 
guess the challenges you face, the the trials you go through and the fun that inevitably comes at the end, it's also worth it regardless of how you got there. And that's just something really beautiful that you touched on. No, I mean, that's that's just what it is for me, right? It's, it's, it's I, I love doing it. I love being out there, but it's about being with friends and family and I get I get joy of watching someone catch a big fish they've never caught in their whole life for the first time, you know, and just the smile that comes over their face. That just tickles me to no end. And, uh, you know, these days we're out fishing for marlin or, or sailfish. I get I get so much joy out of watching them come up and chase the teaser, trying to pitch the bait back. That's to me is a blast. And everybody getting amazed by, by it, having the stories afterwards and what we caught, what we did, the fun we had. That's what's important to me is not catching the fish. And there's so much passion behind it. It's, it's it's an experience like none other. So to our, our listeners, if you haven't had the chance to have an experience like this, go and try it because it is so worth it to just, you won't feel anything like it ever again. Yeah, you, you won't. And then it's amazing. Uh, over the years, the fish will get bigger and, you know. The whole stories will get exaggerated. I think that's the fun. Of it. I was just about to say the lies get a little bigger too. <laughs> they, they do get they, they they get a little bigger. I have to admit. So I had some small fish I caught that became giants over the years. I've had a lot of small fish I lost that became giants too. Yeah, I they know, always I lose know. the best fish. Uh, of course you do. Of course uh, you do. That's too funny. So what what's your favorite place to go and do? You, you mentioned that you're not a big surfer. So fishing and diving. What are your favorite locations? Diving is easy, and you've been there. Roatan is by far my favorite, uh, just because I mean it's the second largest barrier reef in the world, but it's the largest living barrier reef. And you know, people don't understand that you can literally walk five feet off the shore, and you're on the reef. And you know, a hundred yards off the shore, you may be in three or four hundred feet of water diving on you know a sheer wall. And uh, it's just amazing that you know a, a long boat ride to a dive site is about eight minutes. And so I just love all the life because it's a living reef and you can see all the live coral and all the beautiful fish. And I get so excited now because I always take my camera and I try to chase uh, underwater little bitty small things. So it's not catching, you know, seeing the big things will find you, right? But I'd rather go find these little cool nudie branches or, you know, cleaner shrimp. Uh, those things to me are just amazing to find. So I love being there. Um, I'm hopefully going in in a few weeks and I'll do at least two dives, if not three dives a day the entire time uh, that I'm there. Uh, fishing, gosh, I've been all over. Um, it, it's hard to say. I've been some beautiful places to catch fish, but since I sort of grew up fishing the redfish and speckled trout, that's probably more my favorite thing to do. It's not the most beautiful places, just where you know redfish inherently are. But I love casting and, and catching those type things. So people always ask me, what's my favorite fish to catch? And uh, my answer is always, whichever one is on the end of my line at any given time. There you go. I like that answer a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, the surfing, I would love to do that at some point in time. But if we get to my age, I'm not sure that uh, you know surfing is, is something I'm going to be able to to do i have too many artificial parts at this point in time but i am mesmerized by it well as an avid fisherman and diver i think we we've got you covered all the salt life portion you don't got to take up surfing anytime soon i, I understand I, i'm still envious but I, I i think i have enough to do 
Oh, I got gotcha. you. I um, I remember being in Rotan with you, and you mentioned that you like to find the little things. Well, me as a spear fisherman, I'm always looking for the big things. So you you mentioned to me, oh yeah, I like to look at, and you gave me a few things to look for. I was so laser focused and so excited to find these tiny little things on the bottom that people were like, Cheyenne, did you see that big grouper? I was like. No, I didn't see anything. I but I did see, and I think one of them was uh, the flamingo tongue. Um, yes, it was the flamingo tongue, and actually, let me see if I can do this. Uh, da, 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 da. There is a picture of it right up. Uh, where am I? In the top, right up there. Is it in the top corner? Top left or top right? Uh, it will be top left. We're a little cut off. Uh, it might just be my view of it, but I think, oh, there we go. There it is. Yep. See, so actually, these are all pictures I personally took underwater. So, yeah. That's awesome. Those things are amazing. Yeah, you, you definitely pay attention to detail. I'll give you that. Well, yeah, well, I have to sort of in my line of work, pay attention to detail, but I love finding those little things. It just forces me to slow down. So true, and I had the biggest blast finding those little things. Uh, even though I didn't see half of the big fish, it was a whole new experience to be looking for the details of the small stuff. Yeah, people swim by it all the time and don't realize exactly how beautiful those things can be. There's so much to see if you only take the time to look, right? Absolutely. So what's your favorite piece of advice, Ruff? You've given us so much information already, but what's one piece of advice you can give us? Get out there and do things. Just get out there and do things and enjoy it. Most people don't. They always say they're going to or they want to. Stop the wishing and I'm going to one day. Just go do it because life is short. Uh, I've been blessed and have done a lot of things and I have a lot more I want to do. But, you know, sit around and thinking and talking about it is one thing. But get out there and enjoy it while you can. You're not, you're not promised another day. So get out there and enjoy it. I think that's beautiful advice. And I hope that our listeners take it. I know I'm going to, and I hope you do also. So with that piece of advice being given, what upcoming trips are, do you have that you can tell us about? Uh, I think my next big one, um, I was supposed to go down to Roatan in a few weeks. Uh, I've got to go over, I'm headed over to Costa Rica for the uh, finals of sport fishing championship. Uh, we'll probably be on a boat a little bit then fishing. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. Um, I think last year I traveled 43 weeks out of the year. Oh, my. And this year I'm sort of on that same pace. So I think out of the next 12 weeks, I'm gone 11 of them. Wow. You're a busy man. Well, I think if I just keep moving around, you know, nobody can figure out what I really do or don't do. Well, we're going to be watching to see <laughs> because after this episode, we're all interested. Yeah, well, I'm always around. You'll, 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 no telling what airport I'll show up in, but I'm always around doing something. And any given time I can break away and have some fun on the water, I do it. Good for you. I'm going to be keeping my eye out for that Costa Rica trip. Yep, absolutely. I hope you post some stories for us to tag along with. Nope, I will do it. Well, Jeff, we really look forward to hearing how this episode turns out. We're so glad we got to have you on and steal a little bit of time out of your busy schedule. Thank you so much. Hey, Cheyenne, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm still not convinced you just didn't run out of people to talk to to drag me on the show, but I appreciate the invite. Well, we're glad that we got you on anyway. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.